There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 56 of Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirlath. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing episodes three and four of season two of The Expanse. Yay! My God! Is sci-fi just not bringing us the shows that are making us go squee? That's all I can say. (laughs) These were incredible episodes, and I love the fact, tweeting, and I, I know we've talked about this, and you guys are probably like, okay, you beat that horse to death, but... I love reading what everybody says, since, you know, we're not really getting a whole lot of emails on it. Right. But when everyone's like, oh, my God, sci-fi is seriously using the special effects budget, and it's on point. Yes. It's been amazing. I love this, and I hope everybody's loving it. I mean, why else are you listening to us if you don't love the show? Yeah. So I want to know what you guys think about it. So make sure, at least, at the very least, you guys are tweeting Steve and I on FGZ Podcast when the show's going on, because I do east coast and steve's been doing the west coast feed and there's been like the entire cast doing it right okay now steve has our ratings news all right episode three 0.18 in adults 18 to 29 with 0.587 million viewers episode four was a 0.14 in adults 18 to 29 with 0.534 million viewers now everybody don't have a heart attack because these numbers are low because the premiere, live plus seven days for both episode one and two, tied for 18th in viewers total gained, going from 0.7 million to 1.6 million viewers. Holy cow. Increase of 130%. That's crazy. Yes. And that 130% was put them in sixth. And viewers' percentage game. Yeah, and we kind of touched on this the last episode of Sci-Fi Talk, that normal people, basically, we, we no longer have 9-to-5 jobs. No. So everybody's watching this on, on demand, on DVR, whatnot. So it's good that they're looking at all of it and really seeing, like, sometimes it's taking people several days. And plus, I'm going to say it, Expanse was on at the same time that Legion premiered. Right. On another station that we really like because it was actually a pretty cool show. So, like, I know I really wanted to watch Legion, but I watched it after. So I'm hoping you guys do that, too. Right. <laughs> but, but, I mean, it, it does make a difference when you have something that was, like, super hyped up like that, even though we're all invested in the show, because obviously it's season two. Right. So, really, don't be disappointed and make sure you're watching it whenever you can because they're looking at that. And, obviously, that kind of jump. That's a crazy jump, and that's awesome. Yeah, it really is. Oh, all right. Just keep watching and keep hashtagging the show, no matter when you watch it. Yeah, all because right. we'll retweet whatever you tweet out. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was going back, I was reading some that were popping up just randomly. I'm like, I love this. This is great. Yeah. 
because I love because you get different you know perspectives of everything. Because yeah, right. so unfortunately, Steve and I can't ever do it at the same time because of our work <laughs> schedules. Right. So it's always fun though to be able to see what everybody's talking about. All right, shall we jump into episode three? Let's do it. Static. Unlikely allies, Joe Miller and the crew of the Rossinati, led by Jim Holden, uncover more about the conspiracy to release the protomolecule on Aerostation. Alright, there's been a lot of weird stuff happening, obviously. Yeah. And the fact that, it, and this was something that I was willing to just have, like, okay, weird throwaway thing. The one kid, and I'm going to forget his name, who's become really kind of close to Miller. Right. He's listening to music, and I'm putting music in quotes, in my air quotes, <laughs> coming off of arrows. I thought that was just something weird and like, okay, whatever, you can throw that away. Right, but no, yeah. not at all. <laughs> Apparently, it's more of a plot device than we realize. Yes. So, I don't know, where do you want us to start? Because there was just a lot happening, and it's, it's weird. That's all I'm going to say, I, it's weird. Yeah, actually, it really is. And we might as well start with Mars because, of course, Earth goes ahead and targets and obliterate the Martian moon of Deimos, killing 17. I was mad. Yeah. And, of course, that puts Draper on edge, just itching for a fight. You know what? I don't, it didn't matter if somebody sneezed. I think Draper would have been like, that person needs to get beaten down. Let's take down all Earthlings. Right. Yeah, anybody from Earth, she's ready to take down. Yeah. And, of course, things are getting tense in their unit, and poor Travis is just taking the abuse to no end because he was born on Earth. Who was mad? Everybody raise your hands, because I know I was. Yeah. You do not pick an impulse. No. (laughs) (sighs) I I don't... There's some uh, pushing and shoving, and, of course, Bobby gets an accidental elbow and reacts the way Bobby would react and hits first and asks questions later. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, Travis is the one who gets hit. And yet, somebody wasn't going to rat anyone else out. Hmm. Who was no. that? Travis. I really like that. And yeah. uh, kind of like a big screw you. It's like, whatever, you don't believe in me, but I still believe in everything that we've stood for. So I felt like that was a big, you know, middle finger to everybody who was screwing yeah, with them. to the other two especially. Yeah. Because, of course, Sutton brings Bobby in to uh, discuss the uh, injury to Travis because it did do a little bit more than just a punch in the face. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Do you think that it was simply an accident? Or kind of like you were saying, you know, they were pissed because he was an Earther. Oh, they're all, they've been picking on him about being an Earther since the beginning. This is just something these two other two do to either get their giggles or, <laughs> you know, I don't really think they dislike Travis. Mm-hmm. I just think they enjoy picking on him, but tensions are too high right now in their group to be doing that and things got out of hand and. <laughs> Well, hopefully they've learned their lesson. Yeah, let's hope so. I mean, they kind of apologized. And by apologize, they didn't actually say anything. But Right. (laughs) Maybe they'll stop picking on him for being an Earther now. Yeah, I guess. Womp womp. (laughs) But you got to wonder if Draper is 
going to eventually go against Sutton's orders and start something herself. Oh, come on. You know. You know that's going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) The question is who's going to follow her. Right. Because you know that's going to be big trouble. So I I think we're going to have to wait and see. Yeah. Will she take over uh, the ship from Sutton and declare war on the Earth? That'd be a dumb move, but come on. We'll see what happens. I have a feeling, and I'm just throwing this out, I know nothing, that if she does somehow take over the ship, that she's going to go after the Rossi or something for some reason instead. Ooh, okay. Because why not? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about Ava Solara for a moment? Sure. Oh, I love her. <laughs> I can't help it. The way she is, like, throwing everything out there, and, and I mean, like, personal little snarkiness, like, two other people, but she's just a strong woman, she, and she knows that there's stuff going on that is higher up than her and keeping her in the right. dark, but somehow it'll probably bend back and fall on her. Right. I love that she's smart enough to know that, and she's smart enough to need help and she reaches out, really unlikely person. Right. And we find out that had she been caught, which at this point we don't think she has been, reaching out to, um, oh crap. Johnson. Thank you. <laughs> like, uh, Chad Coleman. <laughs> if she reached out to him, it was going to be treason, but she did. Yes. And she got some information from him, which kind of surprised me that he was willing to help her. But it's, yeah, it was very. Go ahead. I think when she actually tells him that the whole time she was lying, when she really needs his help, and any kind of evidence could avert the war, and even Fred takes the chance of sending her that information because Black Sky will come after him if they find out he's colluding with anyone at the UN. I know it's so crazy, but I think. With her kind of planting those seeds in his mind, even though she finally finds out, you know, that what he did previously, that he was a hero on Earth, it turns out that he did not have all the information. So in his own mind, he wasn't a hero. He was just, you know, a murderer. Mass murderer, exactly. And so I think with her, and I'm kind of worried that maybe she's playing both sides here, but planting the seeds that she is not, attempting a war, which I really don't think she's trying to start a war. I think she is truly Uh trying to prevent everything. Right. What her motivation is, who knows yet. But yes, I do feel that she is earnestly trying to prevent Mars and Earth going to war. I just think it's the way she's doing it is really kind of sneaky, but I kind of (laughs) like it because like the other guys, Aaron Wright, he thinks that she's still clueless. Right. And that's what I like. And I'm like, I sound horrible saying it this way. But, yeah, she's like, okay, I'm going to get what I need and get the information to who I need to get it to to stop this without them thinking that I know everything already. So kind of sneaky roundabout, but I'm liking it. And I still think she's a pretty strong role model right now. Oh, absolutely. I know. I'm just like. Of course, he sends the location of the stealth ship. Yes. Oh, boy. That could open up a whole can of worms. Well, we'll have to see because, yeah, there's all sorts of information on there, basically. Not necessarily, like, in their databanks because, you know, it's probably all wiped clean. Right. But just in 
what's on there engine wise you know who made this who did this design so i really think that will help her we'll see who do you want to talk about next because i just kind of jumped on her yay well let's go ahead and talk about holden and naomi oh yes our holomi i was like holomi what what's the name i'm sure you've seen a (laughs) shipping name what was it no actually i haven't seen a ship name yet on twitter yeah it's unusual yeah, I'm like, Holomi, Nolden, I don't know. Right. Oh, no, none of it works for me. It's too weird, but most of them are. Genomi. <laughs> We're just going to keep trying. What do you guys think the ship name is? You need to tell us on Twitter for the next episode, because that would be great. I want to see that trending. Right. Yeah, Holden is still just totally bent out of shape about what Miller did. Basically goes after him once they bring him aboard the station and they have to pull him off of him. I don't know. I mean, I understand on one hand why Holden is mad, but at the on the other side, the guy wasn't going to give you a cure. Right. So you got to realize that somewhere deep down, you had to realize he was not going to be helpful. So I, I right. don't know. Maybe it'll just take him time to come to terms with that. Yeah, I think... uh Holden is still just a little green as far as the leadership goes and maybe even a little naive to what people say and do. Yeah, because I got a little too worried that Johnson was willing to try to strike a deal with the guy. So I I actually wasn't mad at Miller for putting him down. Right. But because of that, we did still have one scientist because Miller actually – you know, was smart enough to be like, do not kill this guy. Right. We got to have one. And I think Holden's mad, too, because he can't get through to this guy. <laughs> it's like there's no way, because this guy is very weird. Like, every time I look at him, you know, he's in, like, the cell. And he just keeps, like, writing on the windows and doing weird things on, what was he using on the benches? Was it just the benches himself itself? Yeah. I think so. It was just weird because there was like no connection until, which we'll get to that. But yeah, I think that was part of Holden was just so frustrated with everything. That he right, was even, he wasn't getting any answers. He was even like pushing Naomi away. Although at right. this point, I feel like they've had one intimate moment. So, I mean, I don't know if we can say they're the couple yet. Or if it right. was a hookup. You know, I'm kind of like, I don't want to ship it. Not yet. Right. Although I don't normally ship things out. That's usually Jessica, but you know. (laughs) (laughs) She approves. So fanfic, our other girl who has not been part of sci-fi talk, but you've probably heard her on Fangirl Zone, Jessica, will read any fanfic you want to send us. That is her job. And uh, she will, if you want her to, share it. Otherwise, she'll at least comment, which we can always put those at the end of a couple episodes if she talks about it. If we are able to talk about it, because yes, we (laughs) have an explicit reading, but some things are still going a little too far. So, you know, (laughs) maybe maybe she can make it like PG for us or something. (laughs) So anyway, what do you think about the relationship right now with Holden and Naomi? Well, they had the little discussion in the previous episode about, well... Do we tell anybody or what is Amos going to do if he finds out type thing? And it kind of looks like there's a little something there. 
but when Naomi comes into Holden's quarters and she's kind of feeling a little frisky, <laughs> Holden isn't having any part of it because he's still he's, nipped at Miller. He's so brooding, <laughs> which is so funny because, I mean, I think you guys seen the interview I did with him right on our YouTube yeah. channel. And it was like, he's such a sweet guy. He seems so shy. It's so, so weird. Oh, he's like the emo kid all of a sudden. I don't know. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, he feels like the whole universe is on his shoulders. He's the only one that can save it. Well, I can see that because they were caught up in something that they had no right to end up being caught up in. I right. Yeah. They shouldn't have been <laughs> there. Uh, yeah, but they would have been dead otherwise. That's right. So, you know. Uh, do we keep going, or we could have been dead? You know, it, it's not safe to go anywhere. Right. So, of course, Naomi uh, goes and talks to Samara, who invites her to blow off some steam. That was actually really cool, and she never did answer. Right. Uh, because they were, like, playing handball. But I uh, tweeted out, I'm like, because she was answering a ton that day, and mine just didn't get answered. I'm like, were you actually playing handball, or was it, like, CGI? Although they were really into it, so I'm wondering if they if they were actually playing handball and then they had to just kind of enhance some of it. Right. I don't know. Maybe. I would probably smack myself in the head with the ball and had a concussion, but, you know, <laughs> not very coordinated in that sense at all. Yeah. Well, Miss Tripper is quite the talented lady, yes. so uh, it wouldn't surprise me <laughs> if they were actually playing real uh, handball. And she was jamming later. Oh, Yeah. Okay, now that, oh, yeah. that was kind of funny because oh. they end up dancing and stuff later. But I'm like, all right, how did that go? All right, guys, we're going to play this music and just do whatever you want to do. Just be free. Be in the moment. <laughs> right. Or did and they just get really drunk and be like, okay, go. Let's just start music. It'll be fine. <laughs> Either way, I think it would have been kind of funny. What if it was actually just like a rave for the cast and they're like, just keep the cameras going? <laughs> that would have been great. Well, our Miss Tripper is... Um... Multi-talented, let's say that. She is. I love her. I she ran across her. one of her uh, uh -oh. music videos and uh, retweeted that. Wait, a she few does weeks music ago. videos? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I think I'm going to have to fire up the Google machine video. right now. <laughs> what? No, I had no idea. Yeah. And you have it on our ours or on yours? Hours. Oh, I'm gonna have it to. Should be on the fangirl zone. It's something I retweeted. Okay. Like I said a couple of weeks ago, when I when I stumbled across it, I went, "Oh my goodness!" I <laughs> Look will at be this. looking that up. I'm not gonna do it right now because then I'll that's no. all I'll be doing for the next like ten <laughs> minutes putting down my phone, folks. So I not don't do this. That's awesome. I had no idea. Yeah. Though. English are so talented. Yes. <laughs> and it's so weird when you hear them talk in English in American accents, but that's a whole different thing. Right. You know, now, of course, the greatest thing, they do find out that the scientist has been modified. Which was weird. Very. Yeah. It eliminated his empathy. And I love it when, uh, who was it, Amos? It's like, oh, you can do that with, like, a magnet? I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's that simple. And he's just like, oh, okay, cool. What? I don't know, Amos? It was making me wonder then, because he said it, if that had happened, like something like that had happened to him. Right. Because we don't know, we don't know what's going on with Amos, and it just kind of seemed like it fits with his 
not his dynamic, but, you know, his personality. His personality, yeah. It really does. He's loyal to Naomi to a fault, mm-hmm. but we really see no emotion from him and or empathy towards anybody. And so, yeah, it's very possible that that might have happened to him because all of a sudden he becomes the scientist whisperer. Right? <laughs> oh, my God. That was so weird. And you know what creeped me out is the way that he explained it to Holden and um, John. Right. I'm like, oh, I need a shower after that. Sorry. Because <laughs> he's like, you know, if you're trying to catch a child pornographer, he's not going to just tell you, but you start showing him pictures. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, yeah. Stop, Amos. Stop. No. It was it was creepy. But yeah, it worked. Yes, it did. It got the scientists to open up and tell him almost everything. And when they had that audio clip, that really like the guy I thought was gonna start doing the Kermit arm flail, you know, it's like, oh Right. <laughs> and he's just oh my god, they're talking, they're doing something, they're building. It's like they're supposed to all be dead. And here is another question for you, a little head scratcher. The protomolecule was building. I mean, he did explain to him what happened to Julie, but the scientist kind of theorized that it was because she did kind of get rid of the power source. Like, it stopped. Right, right. But because the rest of the station still had power, and it also had that extra boost by doing that radiation, Right. do you think that it is, in fact, a whole different kind of being, or just protomolecule, sorry, taking over the person and, like, using the host in a whole different way. Instead of actually becoming a different thing, it's using the host. I really think it's becoming something completely different. Hmm. I don't think if we go inside Eros, we'll see the belters walking around. I I really don't. Okay. See, that's what I don't know. And I'm like, are they going to be walking around with weird protrusions because of the protomolecule or what the deal right. is? So, of course, who knows? It's building something. If so, it's building a community, so to speak, or it's right. building a way to destroy whatever made it grow in the first place. We we don't know, but okay. I feel like there's more. There's more. Johnson. No, we talked about Johnson. Right. I'm having no. a brain fart. Miller. Miller. He decided he had a moment of, hmm, let's say, a crisis of faith. Right. And he goes to talk to the Mormons. Well, he's trying to find a way off Tycho, and that's one hell of a way off. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> now, this is the funny thing, is did he really consider leaving with them, or was he just trying to find out what their ship was about, because he figured that the only way to take the protomolecule down was to destroy arrows. Ooh, see, I didn't think of that. Right, because all of a sudden we see him in Johnson's office saying, I know how we can do this, and we're going to use the Nauvoo to do it. Hmm. And you go, what you talking about, Willis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. thought you were ready to leave with them, and now you're saying, no, I want to use their ship? Okay. Yeah, I think that's kind of interesting, too, because, well... How else are you going to destroy it? Right. It needs a and big boom. Big bada boom. Yeah. I mean, Holden was too caught up in his own anger at Miller to start thinking of what else can we do. Now, of course, it did help that while Miller was uh, in Dogo's room giving himself a haircut, he sees an image of Julie. Yes, Florence Favor. 
and I, she didn't answer. I'm afraid she can't answer anything that we tweet out. Right. So that's why I'm like, she's not going to answer until the end of the season. But how hard does it have to be to be on set and to try to project everything you need to do without saying a word? Right. I'm like, man, she had to do some serious just facial expressions. And mostly it's just kind of smiling, a little bit of like sadness and I might be reading way too much into it, but I feel like she really is projecting a lot through just right. those few little moments that she's there. Right. I mean, basically, she's trying to let Miller know that he's on the right track. Like she's his Jiminy or something. Right. Exactly. It's crazy. So this episode I thought was really good. Yes. But I feel like it was kind of like laying all the groundwork for going into episode four. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So shall we go in and go down the road that it has built? Yes. Let's do that. Episode four, Godspeed. Miller devises a dangerous plan to eradicate what's left of the proto molecule on Eros. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Okay. First, I have to say we did get some more belters. We get with the Diogo. Yeah. They have the weirdest cadence and just accent. I mean, right. Cass and Barr. I love that he has like the Martian cowboy and he <laughs> described it Kermit mix. Um, but I don't know the belt and he's supposed to be a Martian, but the belters have those weird, almost Cajun, not quite. Right. It's just so weird. And sometimes it, it really like I have to really be paying attention because I feel like some of them, it's so thick and. Dioga keeps calling Miller, what, Papa? Yeah, her old man. I was going to say, I thought that's what they were saying. So did you think it was like mostly just like a dig, like because he's so much older and trying to do all this? Oh, it's always been there. Okay. I'm like, do you think anywhere in there is some respect? I think there has to be some respect. Oh, yeah, there has to be some because Miller caught him and let him go. Put him in jail for a while. <laughs> well, he let him go, though. Yes. And then, yeah, I mean, why else would he let him stay in the room, I guess? Right, because he didn't have any other place to go. So, yeah, I mean, he's basically taking Miller under his wing to at least, hey, Belters, we got to stick together. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, they had a really interesting thing back and forth this episode because, and I won't jump to it, but I want to. (laughs) But uh, I, I loved it. Basically, they're back and forth ribbing each other and, like, hey, old man, this is better. No, kid, you don't know what you're talking about, you know. So <laughs> I felt like it, it was just some, like, good-natured ribbing. And then at some point, it was kind of like, God, you're an ass. And, you know, you are too. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like there was a family dynamic. Because, you know, like, you'll, like, irritate your cousin or something until then both of you are about to be smacked out at some point. Right. So I don't know. I thought it was cute, though. But... Before we get there, because it's pretty serious, so I I want to save that for last. Right. So where do you want to start that? Because I am trying not to go to the end. All right. Well, let's start with Abersarala. Yeah. They discover the <laughs> derelict stealth ship. Yeah, this was slick because she had, I loved it because she got the coordinates and she's like, have them push it into the shipping lanes. Right. So everybody can see it. Right. And then After they've already determined that it's connected to Protogen and Jules Mao. Wow, how did we just put that together? Because she was playing it off, and I totally 
believe that Aaron Wright is too stupid to realize that Ava Solara is that smart. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I think Mao even says that to him. Oh, yeah. Mao basically says, you're done. We're, I'm not dealing with you no more. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and I fully expected Aaron Wright to be taken out, like, all of a sudden, right there. Right. You know, bullet to the head or something. But, yeah, she gathers the information, again, in quotes, people, because she already had it, and brings it to Aaron Wright, knowing that Mao had to have somebody on the inside. Right. And Mao just, of course, decides to come in voluntarily without a lawyer. Yeah. Again, you know she's not stupid, but Aaron Wright's like, oh, yeah, he volunteered to do that. Yeah, red flag, red flag. And when she's like, well, I'm glad we'll have your cooperation. I can't believe you you did not know that your people were doing this. This is like billions of dollars. Uh, they Maybe we need to get these people to come and work for the U.N. to bring us in under budget then. Amazing. Right. <laughs> I loved it. I'm like, oh, she's just like, I felt like big middle finger, like boop, boop, boop. Yeah, a couple times yeah. in that. And still, Aaron Wright didn't see it. I'm like, you are no, an idiot. No, it shows. It's, oh, no. She's not onto anything. She, and you just go, oh, my God. How did you, How'd you get, get your, your position? position? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's the biggest face, Tom. You're a moron. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's like Mao. If he could have, in that scene, he would have probably rolled his eyes super hard. Right. I just see my brain. I rolled my eyes so hard. Are you happy? So do we think Aaron Wright is going to be ousted? Oh, I think so. Pretty quickly. And do you think this will be more to our benefit is the big question. Because we don't know who else is involved yet. Right. And I don't think it will. Hmm. Because now Mao knows that Abra Solara is on to him. Yeah. So he's not, he's going to cover his tracks a whole lot more. And his final scene is him, like, watching on, you know, his little iPad, finding right. out that all his assets have been frozen. So now where are you going to go hide? Yeah. Interesting, and we'll have to wait. Hopefully we'll see something on that next episode. Oh, I think so. <laughs> oh, I loved that. I loved it. It was great. All right. Before I start jumping up and down, go to the next one. Go to the next one. What? <laughs> all right. Fred gets uh, Holden and Naomi together with Miller. And, of course, Holden is still just Mad. obsessing on um, his anger towards Miller and explains to them the plan to use the Naboo ship to send Eros careening into the sun, making sure no one ever gets on Eros again. Now, I have two things with this. A, the plan. Yeah. What if the sun helps a protomolecule? Yeah. Because of the whole energy source and radiation, maybe not the best, but I guess best it's the, idea. right. <laughs> I guess it's the best that they got. And B, why is it that all of a sudden Miller is all noble and he's like, <laughs> ah, we had a good run. If we die, we die. What? What is this? I'm not used to this. I mean, granted, <laughs> we haven't had like season upon season upon season, but what they built for us. I don't know how to feel right now with him acting like this. Right. He's turning into the hero for some It's so weird. <laughs> reason. And weirdly enough, this season is when, and actually this episode, Thomas Jane has started tweeting again about the show. Yes. Yes. He actually liked a couple of our tweets. And I was like, wait a minute. 
Why are you doing it? Oh my God, what's happening? It always worries me when something, because he was gone for like a good chunk of last season. Like he just wasn't tweeting at all. And then all of a sudden, this is the comeback. And his character is making a change. And I don't know, does is that good or bad? Yeah. But, okay, and the fact that everyone got on board so fast with plan, like, oh, yeah, yeah that's a good plan. Okay, yeah, well, we should do that. Huh? Yeah. You were just <laughs> ready to punch him in the face again the second you seen him. And now you're like, oh, yeah, that's good. We should do that. Yeah, yeah. Was it just me? I mean. Well, I really think it was Naomi. If Naomi wouldn't have been in there, Holden would have said not only no, but hell no. Okay. But I think it was the way Naomi looked at him like, yeah, this is probably the best thing to do. Okay. I'll take that. Yeah. And then we turn around and see Naomi with Miller, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they're becoming best buds. That was kind of weird, too. And... (laughs) I don't know if it's supposed to be like the Belter thing. I think so. I think it is. That they all have some kind of connection. Yep. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Miller's trying to do an honorable thing, and that's all Naomi has been trying to do. Okay. So she identifies with Miller's choices and therefore is showing some respect and honest care for the man. So weird. Especially when she finds out that he's going to be going on Eros and planting the bombs. Yeah, I think that was kind of a surprise to the whole fandom here, that he's like, right. okay, the plan, we have to go. Basically, they were blowing all the entrances, and well, then we're going to push it in. Okay, fine. And he's like, all right, well, again, I had a good run. I'll go out there, because, you know, we may not all make it back. You never know what's going to happen. Right. And I think that surprised everyone. So, still don't know how to feel. Yeah. <laughs> it gets worse for me. I'll just say that now. Yeah, and to have Miller do what he did just to get on Eros was something that you couldn't ever ex- even think of him being able to do. Right. As sick as he got on the attack on the spin station, mm-hmm. he's jumping off of a perfectly good ship <laughs> and floating to another, to a piece of rock. That's how I feel about skydiving. It's a perfect Yeah, exactly. Um, and that was weird. And I kind of wish I had seen a behind the scenes on how they filmed that because. Oh, yeah. It just looked so, so weird. It's like, and you had the little jet propeller, like whatever, not jet propeller. You know, you guys know what I mean. And it's like going yeah. off, trying to get him, you know, directionally correct. And it, I'm like, this is, this is actually the scene that we're talking about right now that everybody was like, Holy crap, the special effects right here. This is amazing, because they put all those little details in. Yes, and it's not like he could just kind of go over there and and stop and grab hold of something. Right. Because you see Diago go over there, and he basically has to go under the walkway, grab a hold, and flip himself up. Yeah, for his, like, mag (laughs) boots to... Yeah. And Miller just is not that athletically uh, coordinated. No, he was coming in too fast and everything. So yeah. Yeah, I was like, ah, plap. Kind of like, you know, a bird hitting a window. It wasn't pretty. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, it also caused him to drop a detonator. Right. But Diago had an extra one. So smart yes. kid. Yes. You want to just go into this? Because I feel like, yeah, but we won't yes, finish. We're there. We won't finish. Uh, and of course, Alex, which... 
we didn't mention at all in the la- the previous episode who was obsessed with running the spin station attack over and over and over again. Oh my gosh, you can say that again. Is obsessed. Yeah, very obsessed. But he spots a ship that shouldn't be there. And of course, they send a drone to investigate and end up communicating with the crew who said they're on a humanitarian mission. I did not believe that. No. Like from the not go. At all. Because I feel like these kind of shows, you can't believe it. No. Because if you do, you end up dead. Right. Well, what do we do? What do, what do we do? We keep them, we manage to what? Get them in like, not a tractor beam, but. They were kind of like frozen there, and they knew it was a Martian ship, and they thought it was a Martian warship. So Holden plays it, plays his hand, totally bluffs them. Right. And he thinks, okay, these guys are going to go away. We we can let them live because they haven't been on the ship yet, or on the right. arrows. Well, unfortunately, as Miller and Diago are putting out all their bombs to blow the, the side that they're on, and it was kind of like this offhanded. Miller's like, oh, watch the gap. And then he's like, wait, why is this open? Yeah. It's like, back up. <laughs> you know, and he's telling Holden what's going on. That One of the guys is down. He was affected by the protomolecule. And he tells him exactly you know, what's on his spacesuit. And it turns out it's the ship that just told him it was their doctors. Right. And Holden starts to freak the hell out. Right. And this whole time, he's telling Cat. oh, why do I call him by his, his real name, Alex, yeah. to, you know, do a target lock and give it to him? And I think he did that because he didn't want to make Alex have to do it. Right. And, uh, you know, Amos is sitting there like, do it. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> no emotion. Right. One of Alex's great lines is, he goes, bombs away. And, oh, I always wanted to say that. <laughs> and Naomi, I mean, they she was looking shocked. And, you know, Holden is trying to be like, they're innocent. They're innocent. And, you know, they have to look at it and they're like, they could be infected. Right. And, you know, even Holden's telling him, listen, we are not part of, you know, the Mars fleet. He's trying to explain it, trying to give them the chance. He's like, just let us check you out and then we can let you go. And they were like ready to beat feet. So that just right. made me think, yeah, no, this was not any kind of good mission. Right. <laughs> Humanitarian. Oh, no. My- <laughs> Uh, backside. Yeah, no. <laughs> so I was surprised because Holden went ahead and like fired away, right. took that ship out, which completely surprised me. I don't know about you. Oh yeah, I didn't expect him to be able to do it, but he did it. And and that leads Naomi kind of looked at him like, "Wow, you really did do that." Yeah, but that l- led into what happened with Miller and Diago. Right, because the debris from the ship turns out it's hurtling towards Miller. His suit is punctured. He's able to get it patched up, but one of the bombs is damaged in the debris, and Diago has got to hold down the detonator or it'll explode. And, of course, if it does, it'll ruin the whole mission, so Miller makes the supreme sacrifice and takes it from him and sends him to finish the job. Oh, my God. Again. Again, I'm like, what is this nobility? Yeah, where did this come from? What the hell? I was freaking out. Yeah, is he so enamored with Julie that life doesn't matter? I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, but he's... <laughs> but he was a cop, so yeah. you have to 
say at one time he he did have noble intentions, so it was there. Yes. Just we didn't hadn't seen it before. Okay, I'll take that. So of course he relays the news to the Rossi about the bomb and his intentions to stay with it. Of course, Naomi wants to rescue him. Of course. Yes, but there's not enough time. And then we get the most awesomest shot so far. Oh, my gosh. With Miller sitting there holding the detonator in his hand as the Nabu approaches. Not just the Nabu. Yeah. The heralding angel statue on the front. And I love it. He's just like, oh, that's just great. <laughs> just perfect. And, uh, and we watch it just awe as it goes over him. And we see it from his point of view and you go, what just happened? And that was their reaction. Right? What happened? Yeah, I love it. He's like, oh, guys, um, you missed. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? I'm holding this button for nothing right now. <laughs> and this is actually, I was freaking out. Because right before that happened, I was getting a little teary-eyed. I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's going to be gone. Yeah, we're going to lose Miller. But they're going to take care of it. Then I'm like, what? And I love it because then all of a sudden Alex, was it Alex or Holden? I can't remember. He's like, uh, guy, the Naboo didn't move. It was you. Right. Yeah, Alex said that the Naboo did not move. I think I said Naboo. Sorry, the Star Trek or Star Wars. Yeah. I'm getting all my <laughs> sci-fi mixed up. And then. It's like, what's happening? End scene. So preview, all of a sudden, freaking aerostation is like just zipping around through the space. Yeah. What? Through the galaxy. The hell? And and so is Miller this whole time holding on to this damn button? <laughs> no. Or did he somehow like throw it off? He's like, whatever, we're zipping around. I'm losing this bad boy. But it was oh, so I'm weird. I'm sure the cross will uh, rescue him off of uh, arrows before it makes its way to wherever yeah. it's headed. But it was like, <laughs> what the heck is going on? I'm just thinking he's holding his button the whole time going, I, I don't even know. Should right. I let it go? Or do I keep it? Yeah, where am I going? <laughs> it was weird. But it was great. Thing taking me. Oh, so much. So the visual in this one, the visuals. It was amazing. Oh, were just awesome. When they were launching the Naboo and then just everything. Oh, totally awesome. That's all I can say. Right. And I know I get really excited. Sorry. Anything else in this episode? Because I thought it was amazing. Yes, and I don't. I think we've covered it all. all right. Well, everyone, please rate and review us on iTunes and all the other platforms that you're finding us on. And hopefully, you know, you're finding us all over. Uh, good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends that we do hope you're enjoying our podcast. Like I said, we'd love to get your emails at fangirlzonepodcast at gmail dot com. Tweet with us at FGZ Podcast. And, of course, you can always find our contact information, everything else, including shopping links, over on www.fangirlzone.com. And for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I'm Sean Pangirlass. And I'm Steve. I didn't kill him because he was crazy. I killed him because he was making sense. And until next time. <laughs>